Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. My name is Sam. My co-host, Muggsy Bose, is with me. Muggsy, how are you? What's up, Sam? How you doing, partner? Uh, things, things are going pretty well. Things are going pretty well over here. Yeah. Cheers to you, by the way. There you go. Cheers. <laughs> there we go. This um, mm. it's an exciting time right now. A lot, a lot of really things to cheers right now. <laughs> a lot of things to be happy for. Absolutely. Man, yeah, oh, man. Take it. We take it as it comes. Yes, yes. Because uh, easy come, easy go, you know? <laughs> so, we know that. <laughs> uh, so what we're referring to, um, if you're a Hornets fan and you've been living under a rock, the Hornets are kind of on fire right now. Um, Three-game winning streak um, in the mix right now. As you're listening to this, listening to this, the Hornets are taking on the Sixers um, up next. So recording this Tuesday night, fresh off that Miami Heat overtime victory uh, the previous night. And man, man, oh, man, <laughs> what? Yeah. that that's a squad. That's that's what we want to see from these guys. It was uh, exciting. It was very exciting. You yeah. know, for me, you know, if you want to go into it, but it yeah. was exciting. It was, uh, especially with all the um, elements that was involved, you know, Terry Roger being out and um, the guys going on the road, even coming off a big win, you know, after beating Milwaukee, you figure that'd be a little letdown. Um, but no, the energy just was up. Even higher, Melo got his first start. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so the guys was really energetic in that gym. And anytime Devontae Graham sees Miami in Miami, it seemed like he had good nights. And uh, he had another one that night. And uh, that's what they needed for them to overtake the uh, heat. Oh, man. In the closing minutes there, when Devontae had the ball and they basically cleared out for him. And it was like Devontae, Devontae knew he was going to take that shot. Take those yeah. shots. The defense knew he was, he was going to take those yeah. shots. He took those That's shots he and he made those shots. Yeah, I love Absolutely. that. I love that from him. And for him, it's, it's great to see, you know, because early on, everybody was concerned about his shooting percentage and him struggling. And, you know, but, you know, a guy like Devontae Graham, he had to get adjusted. New guys coming in, you know, Melo especially. Um, so he kind of, Haywood, more important, more, most than, uh, more so than anyone, I think. Um, so he had to make that adjustment, you know. Last year, being mentioned, you know, probably most of one of the most improved players and not getting that award, you know, right there in the runners. But he just had to fit, find his way again. And I think he's starting to find his way. The confidence is building, the shot coming back. And um, and more importantly, it was needed last night. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you mentioned earlier, a lot of storylines going into the game with uh, Terry Rogier. He stepped on, was it Drew Holiday's? Uh, one of the Bucks players, he stepped on, the, on his foot. Yeah. Um, kind of going back on defense and rolled his ankle. He was questionable going into the game. And then closer to tip, he got downgraded to out, which uh, then opened the door for Lamelo to start. Um, not first start. Not the, not the, under, like, I wish he was starting under different circumstances. There were times right. during the heat game where I'm like, man, I wish we had Terry on the floor because mm-hmm. we need some, some energy, some, some shooting from distance, especially. Yeah. But um, we had Melo starting, um, which opened up a spot like a minute from a rotation point of view for Malik Monk to take full advantage of. So like the, the, the uh, butterfly effect, I guess, of Terry being out opened up things quite a bit um, and all the credit in the world from to Malik Monk. Uh, so I want to save the Monk conversation uh, okay. for a second. 
Um, let's let's. I want to talk about Lamelo first because it was his first start. Something mm-hmm. a lot of fans have been looking forward to. I was looking forward to. Um, mm-hmm. He got into foul trouble early, and so we didn't. Ironically, we didn't see get to see a lot of him um, in his first start. Still played um, with the overtime period, um, thirty one minutes, I think, mm-hmm. thirty one and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you know, a lot of that time with four and five fouls. So, credit to him for remaining disciplined, not getting that last foul. So, Muggsy, when he was on the floor, and if you want to talk about the foul troubles as well, feel free. But, like, what's your take on LaMelo Ball's first NBA start? Well, you know, a lot of fans been asking for this. You know, let's get Melo start. Let's get Melo in the start lineup. And what I just love with coaching staff, JB, coach, uh, JB, coach staff, and I has been doing with them, you know, just bring them along slowly. And not only but he was forced into the lineup, this time, which was, um, you know, due to T. Rozier injured. Um, he didn't have the best game that everybody, you know, thought that he would have, but he did. And it's a difference when you out there playing against the first line players. You know, mm-hmm. now you don't have an opportunity to see the game from the bench, getting to observe it. Um, now you're out there in the fire. You know, you got to pretty much, you know, on the spot right there. You got to make those decisions. Um, when you're playing against those first, uh, first, uh, the first string starters, and uh, this is a little different. Um, but not saying that he can't be a starter going forward. But I just like the way they bring him along. But his presence alone was on the was uh, was pretty significant on the floor in the overtime. His presence, you know, being able to get to the floor, he got Bam a battle up in the air one time and dished it off to uh, Cody underneath for the dunk, easy dunk. So. He still was playing aggressive, even though he had those fouls. And I think going forward, it's going to continue to help him. You know, his confidence continue to grow. Um, so I'm looking forward um, to the way coaching them continue to use them. If T. Rogier come back and even go back to the bench, you know, I'm on fine with that. Because, again, you look at what's happening with a lot of the, the rookies right now with uh, Edwards up in Minnesota, Wiseman and, and uh, Golden State. Those guys are up and down, but they starters. And, you know, they're not having the best season as Melo. You know, he's pretty much having – he knew he's coming off the bench, still having the quite a minutes that they have. Yeah, and uh, to Melo's credit, he's uh, – he, today they announced he's the NBA Rookie of the Month for the Eastern Conference. Mm. Uh, then with Tyrese well Halliburton on the West Coast, on the Western Conference. So, yeah. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Toast Absolutely. to Melo for, for earning Mello. that honor. Yeah, he, off the bench. He did it off the bench. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this uh, so Lamelo got into foul trouble. It was it was a little it was a bummer because we're all eager to see him play. Uh, I was also kind of curious to see because uh, we you know first first quarter around the six minute mark he would come in with Bridges and to right. see that like relationship kind of split up with um, mm-hmm. with the different rotation. I was interested to see how Bridges would perform under that situation because it's an, it was new for him as well. Not a not a bad game, not a great game from him. Pretty quiet, um, all, I think, all things considered. But when you have Malik Monk, which was the, um, I don't want to say surprise at all. No. But not- he, the spotlight wasn't on him at all. Like, the narrative wasn't surrounding him going into that game. It was all about LaMelo. People were very curious about that. And then Monk stole the show. <laughs> um, yeah. Man, he had a career high. What was it? Uh, 36 points. 36, yeah. He hit mad Career threes. Yeah. Uh, nine threes he hit on 13 mm-hmm. attempts. A madman. Absolute madman. And uh, 
I, I was I, I live streamed the games um, on my YouTube channel, and mm. I was talking to the chat. I was I was like, it was close. Like the Hornets were in it the entire time for the most part, and I was and Bleak Monk was going off, and I was like, hey, I told the chat if the Hornets win this game, I'm renaming my dog after Malik Monk. And <laughs> I went to Petco today, got my dog a new collar, and my dog is now Macho Monk because oh, uh, Macho Monk. Malik Monk going off. Uh-uh. 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 <laughs> I got the, got the whole thing engraved and everything. We're, we're locked it, in. It, it, oh, okay, little Macho Monk. <laughs> but I tell you, Malik, it, like you said, it's no surprise to me. Um, you know, he's been doing this even last year, you know, mm-hmm. just before the, you know, a situation with him. Um, he was having an unbelievable season. Um, coming back this year, warranted, you know, he was the odd man out um, with with Rogier as well as Melo and Haywood. You know, it's only so many minutes for guys to be on the floor. And I'm quite sure Coach JB was talking to him and letting him know this was the situation. But him being a professional, being ready when his numbers call, you know, and that's what we do. You know, when you're still uh, knowing you're capable, you're just waiting your opportunity. And he waited his opportunity, came in. And it's not just with that game. It was leading up to this game because um, he's been pretty much coming in, taking advantage of the minutes that he's been given and, uh, and showing what, his, what he's capable of doing. He's a scorer. Mm-hmm. Malik can put the ball in the basket. You know, and this is now, what, fourth year in the league? And, uh, you know, when that time – when you see the lead that many up that many times, you know, your confidence grow. You know, sometimes you wish you were on the floor a lot more than not, but this time he wasn't. And now every time he get on that floor, he making the most of his opportunity. And boy, was it well deserved last night. Oh man. And just to give everybody kind of a perspective on it, he didn't play at all the first six games of the season. Uh game seven, he played just under ten minutes, and then he went four games without playing at all. And then uh, that again, the, that that fifth game in that series, he played one minute and fifteen seconds, and then mm-hmm. twenty three minutes, and then back to four minutes, and then three games, no appearances, and then fourteen minutes, fourteen minutes, twenty three minutes, and then forty minutes. What does that do? Like, how do you, as a player, how do you stay locked in? How do you stay ready mentally and physically when you don't know if or how long you'll be on the floor for? Well, again, that's a testament for, and the credit goes to Malik being a professional, because it's a business, mm-hmm. you know. And you got to understand that it's about what you can give me today, not what you gave me yesterday. And uh, and sometimes you get, you know, moved out of the rotation, and it's sometimes it's communicated with, and sometimes it's not. You, but as a player, you just got to stay ready when they call your number, and that's what he's done. Every time he's number's been called, he goes in. And display and showcase what he's doing, what he get capable of doing. He can shoot the basketball. He can create his own shot, and uh, and that's something that the Hornets continue to need, especially um, when you're seeing them sharing the basketball and, and the type of team that they have. And it seems like they're having a lot of fun out there too. They're enjoying mm-hmm. each other, and and you can look at you got what six guys in double figures right now, and um, possibly you know two guys on the cuffs of. Of being in double figures with Cody and Max. So it's you have possibly eight guys and 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 double figures on your roster. I mean, that's that's contribution right there. So um kudos to the coaching staff for keeping the guys ready and hopefully they can continue to sustain this throughout the season because it's a long one. Yeah, and um I'll, similar we may see a similar kind of um I don't know, effect, impact from bridges. 
So during the Heat game, uh, PJ rolled his ankle. He walked mm. off under his own power, which was nice. Um, it's, it's, that's always encouraging. Uh, he what is he listed as? Um, he's, he's, a, he's officially out for the next game. Terry oh, is questionable at this point. Okay, uh, but yeah, uh, like his official stat, PJ's official status is day to day. So we're looking at the uh, Hornets' schedule. So that that he's out for the Sixers game. The Hornets have two days off before they play the Jazz on Friday. So maybe PJ's back then. But for that Sixers game, if you're Miles Bridges, you gotta see. You, you gotta like look at what Lamelo did with the opportunity. Look at what Malik did with the opportunity for more minutes. Because uh, Bridges is gonna get some more minutes. Um, really soon so yeah uh, what do you want to see from bridges um and what do you think we'll see from bridges well you know one thing about miles he he's confidence is really there he believes in the shot he believes in his three-point shot and he believes in his ball handling i think i like to see him take the ball to the basket a lot more um get to the free throw a lot more um, and don't rely on that three-point shooting when opportunity there knock it down but he had the ability to put pressure on the defender by taking the ball to the basket. And he has good vision. If something kind of closes in, he can make that pass. So I wish he, you know, that's my next step for him, being able to get to the free throw line a lot more. Um, and then with this opportunity, if P.J. is out, um, come in and, and just play your type of basketball. Just be ready, run the floor. Melo going to find you. Uh, stay aggressive on both ends of the floor. And again, you know, stay aggressive and again, try to get to the free throw line because you got to mix it up. Got to keep that balance. You know, you got to have that balance. And a player like him, you know, and being on the wing and for him to bring that type of uh, uh, creativity and that type of uh, balance along with what Haywood brings, it could be very beneficial for the Hornets. Yeah, and uh, a friendly warning, uh, heads up to any anyone that does like highlight compilations on Twitter or YouTube. Monk playing more and Bridges playing more with Lamelo. We're gonna see a Lob City two situation uh, that mm. I'm very excited about. So, Eric Collins, get your like Ricolas and like throat lozenges <laughs> ready. He's gonna be screaming his lungs out <laughs> with those guys playing more. I'm very excited for it. Yeah, but then and then the guys on the bench got to step up because yeah. you know that's where you know the you won't hopefully the downfall don't come because. Mello and Miles been providing that punch off the bench. Yep. Um, with that, but now with Monk, you know, getting that opportunity, and him and Caleb probably, you know, be the two now, be the first two to come off. They'll be probably uh, uh, looking to be Miles and and Mello in a different light in terms of one on the defense with Caleb and Malik Tina put the ball in the basket. Yeah, and you know. Just look, look, staying with the rotation, um, we'd be remiss not to talk about Cody Zeller. Um, mm. Since he's been back um, as a starter, I've been very impressed with Cody. Um, and and I'm not just talking about him dunking on Giannis, which <laughs> big salute. Love that. <laughs> That's a really? mad one from Cody. I love that from him. That's something I'm quite sure you can tell his kids and grandkids. Oh, he needs to, yeah. He, he, I don't, first line. Of the bio, dunked mm-hmm. on Giannis. <laughs> um, so yeah, Cody's been playing very well. Which or Cody, I got to, I always got to remember to say both. Cody Zeller has been playing very well, um, which means Bismack has been. Uh, we haven't seen much of him lately, so I'm not sure. I think uh, Caleb may get some more run where 
um, the where we want to go smaller to kind of fill backfill the bridges position. So, um, and I don't know, Biz has, has put in a, a shift as a fill in at the starting five. I'm curious though, how his playtime kind of fleshes out the rest of the year. Is he emergency? Um, is it just like if Cody's ever in foul trouble? I have no confidence he'll be ready whenever his number's called. Right. But uh, I'm just like I'm a little curious about that because I did like yeah. what I saw from Biz. Yeah, but Cody gives you a little more. Uh, not taking anything away from Biz, but Cody gives you, gives you a little more versatility. Um, he's capable of knocking out a three ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so he brings the stretches the uh, defense out a little more, even though they don't really honor in that. But they do bring him. You know, they do contest when he's there. Uh, but he's Mr. Content, Mr. Intangible, as I always say. Uh, he's going to do the dirty work. Uh, he's going to do, you know, offensive rebound. I mean, he is probably third in the lead right now with offensive rebounds. Me and him and Biz being and average about two a game. Uh, and that's what you need from him, um, running the floor. Uh, the stuff that he does, it probably don't show up in the stats sheet. You know, diving on for loose balls, defending, making guys alter at time. Uh, so he brings a lot of uh, diversity, you know, to 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 the lineup, and that's what I'm quite sure Coach JB sees in in Cody. Uh, he's not that shot blocker, but you know, um, Ben's probably more that of him. But he brings another element to the to the table that allows the guys to play a little more freely, and uh, and it's showcased in terms of when they're out there on the floor. Mm-hmm. And looking forward now, um, well, I guess not looking forward. Going backwards in time, looking at the stretch of games that we just went through, the mm-hmm. Pacers, the Bucks, the Heat, I, I thought it is. Those are really tough opponents, still are. I, I didn't expect to win three of those four games. And so <laughs> let's go. Let's go yeah. Hornets, you know what I mean? But the Sixers are the, are the best team in the Eastern Conference. I think they're my picks to come out of the East and play the Lakers, most likely, in the finals. So this, this is a big dog opponent here. Like, even with the Heat, Jimmy Butler, um, I know he's just got back from injury. I think he had COVID at one point. He's just getting he's just getting involved again. At one point, he was on one, like about to take the game over, and the Hornets stopped him. They forced him to pass the ball off to other players. Iguodala was taking shots. Avery Bradley was taking threes. Like, that's where we wanted to be. So, salute for the Hornets for, like, making that adjustment. But we're gonna put, we got Doc Rivers and a big Sixers team um, on Wednesday. So, Muggsy, what do you think about that matchup for the Hornets? And um, really going forward, we have the Jazz. It gets, it gets a little easier. Jazz going to be tough. Wizards and Rockets and Grizzlies again. So it's, it's going to be one of these, I think, the mm-hmm. rest of the way. Um, is that fair? Well, I mean, it's fair. It's fair to say. I mean, um, the Jazz is, is one, one of the elite teams that's out there, and the mm-hmm. Wizards are going through their ups and downs as well as the Rockets. So that's fair to say. Um, Philly is a different animal. Uh, especially with it be, it's, it's hard to try to get away with playing small ball against them, especially the way Doc Rivers has them playing. And uh, this is the different be we we're about to witness. You know, we know we haven't seen this type of uh, mindset type of and be. You know, we witnessed we've been seeing you know previous the previous years because of the coaching of him now. Um, you see, he's been mentioned as possibly. Being the MVP, mm-hmm. you know, because of the way his play has been displayed night in and night out, he got him all over the place, closer to the basket more often than not. I mean, more often than so. Uh, even though he's still shooting the three, but he's closer to the basket and he's making plays. 
what we got to do, we got to hopefully, you know, we got to make our shots. We got to make our shots. We got to continue to, you know, spread the floor, continue to make threes. I think the more threes we make, the better it is for us. And um, and we can do that. And we got to contest those guys on their threes because they got some pretty good shoes over there within Seth Curry and, and Danny Green, uh, as well as Milton. So they, uh, uh, they've been doing some pretty dabs to Tobias Harris as well. Mm-hmm. So we can't leave those out. And now, you know, Ben Simmons, even though he's not the shooter, he's a very, you know, handful to be dealt with. Um, being, you know, able to create for others as well to get to the basket. So it's going to be a challenge for the guys. But it's, again, you said we beat some teams that wasn't expected. You know, we got some good wins on the resume. Brooklyn Nets. Yep. You know, early on, Dallas Mavericks. Then you come up with uh, – Milwaukee, Indiana, or Miami. So, you know, we understand what good teams look like, and uh, it's all about how we come to play and how the – well, I should say how the Hornets come to play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, like I'm out there. You'll suit up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like how the Hornets come to play and uh, and how they're able to uh, handle them on, you know, that defense side of the end as opposed to the offense. Yeah, so um, – I'm. I'm kind of glad they're playing the Sixers next because it makes a great segue into our next topic, uh, point guards in the NBA. Uh, we have a very qualified person to talk about it, so let's talk about it. Um, ben Simmons. Um, very. This isn't meant to be Ben Simmons specific, but he's one of I think, pretty controversial, I guess, point guard. People mm-hmm. get on him for shooting ability. Um, mm-hmm. You have that on one hand, but you have the like, like next world defensive ability that he has. And this is insane ability to get to the rim. So, um, Muggsy, what, what do you look for in a point guard um, nowadays as you're, as you're flipping through the channels and, and watch these guys play? Like, what qualities do you look out for? Who around the league um, like, like kind of, like, stands out to you, so to speak? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, who, is there anyone out there that no well, one, people aren't talking about that should be talking about? Well, I mean, you know, leadership for me um, stands out. You know, your skill set, making others around you better, as well as being able to get yours. And we got some good ones and able to do that. Uh, we got the Steph Curry, the Chris Paul of the world. And, um, and I go all the way down to uh, Mike Conley. You know, even like Mike Conley, you know, his ability to be to uh, utilize his skill set. Yeah, I think he's, um, under, he's underappreciated for sure. Absolutely underappreciated. You know, then you look at a young guy. And a Trey Young, you know, Trey Young, the up and coming, the guys that now being able to see how to play the point position, you know, Damian Lillard stands out as well. He's one of the guys that uh, stretches the game, being able to get his guys involved, but at the same time, you know, been not being highly drafted, being able to make something up himself to become the star he is. Now, look at those type of qualities. You know, you mentioned Ben Simmons. I like Ben. Uh, ben got to continue to work on his shot because – he got to be a threat to keep the team balanced in order for him to be that the I'm quite sure the star or the player that he really wants to be. Um, so those guys I really look at. And then you look at the young guys that's coming in now, the Mellows. You know, Mello brings all he brings the total package. You know, he reminds me of a Jason Kidd and a and a Penny Hardaway, basically. Um, the height with Hardaway, I mean with with Penny, mm-hmm. uh, being able to see with, but the ability is see the floor and pass JK, you know, and having that ability to understand the game at this young age, 19, but, you know, you give them by being over there in uh, 
a year of him, you know, professionally, uh, having an opportunity to play, but seeing his, his, his mindset in terms of how he had a feel for the game, you know, and how you're able to get other guys involved. And then, of course, you know, your showmanship you have in a Kyrie Irving. You know, Kyrie is one of the guys that showcased the game. I mean, showcase a must-see TV, but at the same time, he elevates somehow his teammates. And um, at times, but um, he not sometimes the leadership don't come there. But you know, the way he wants to lead by example shows out. So you know, those are the guys that really stand out for me when I'm watching the NBA. You know, so I can go on about the point guards and Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. So I was gonna because yeah, that's my that's my that's my thing. There, I love those guys. You know, because they were and then looking at young guys, Colin Saxon, Cleveland. Yeah, you know, bring what he's often you know. Now that I'm seeing a little bit more of the maturity, you know, what he brings. So the lead is well set with the point guard position because these guys are really showcasing what true point guards mean to a team. And it's an extension of a coach. And that's what you show. And just from like looking at the lay of the land and the, the depth <laughs> in that position um, in the NBA currently, mm-hmm. um, how does how does that compare, do you think, to when you played, like, were there this many point good point guards when you were when you were playing, or is that NBA something always, that yeah? Came later NBA on? always had great point guards, and that's where it starts. That you start mm-hmm. from your point guards to your center. That's how you build your team. You know, that's how they built it. You know, and then you had the MJ came in, and everybody kind of had to match up with the two guards because it become a trend. So, but you look at now, it's totally different now. You know, because of skill sets you know you don't have the four the five or positions these days yeah you just got guys that who got certain type of skills um we had the mark price we had the isaiah thomas we had the tim hardaway the gary paytons mm-hmm. you know the fatty levers the stricklands you know i can go on and on that type of point guard that we had in the lead that was going for guard so uh it's a little different today yeah because of the the openness of the court and the lack of physicality of the game. But we always had guards that score, uh, but it was kind of uh, more of a not so much more noticeable in terms of those are the one that takes over the game in today's game as opposed to the big man. Yeah, because look like every team has – uh, and like at least an above average player in that position, where you may not have that at your three or four necessarily. Like everyone seems to have a point guard, as for a good reason. Obviously, they're they're frustrate the entire offense. That's what you start your franchise, which you know, point guard and center. It used to be point guard center, but point guard and and that wing guy now. That wing guy is that one that Jason Tatum's because yeah. now LeBron James. So it's always a trend. And when it was MJ, you know. So there's always a trend how they kind of, you know, but in state gate, it's that wing guy that kind of become that uh, staple of the how you become winning championship. Yeah. Um, anyone out there remind you of you uh, game-wise? Ain't no five foot three out there. <laughs> a guy that I can see. <laughs> you know, you got a little kid now that uh, – in UMBC in, in, in Maryland, about eight five four five two, Donnie Rogers. Uh-huh. But I wish you know, uh, I wish little fella can you know bring a little more to the table on the defense. Then, but he's such he's a dynamic player. Um, if anybody get the opportunity to see him, please do. 
you know, Darnell Rogers, you know, he's five foot three. I give it to him. Five, he say he's five four, but he's five two. Hey. You know, stocky like I was. And, uh, <laughs> he's a heck of a player too. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. Great. Um, I think I think that's everything we had on our uh, on our agenda for this mm-hmm. podcast. Um, Muggsy, is there anything else you want to bring up before we say goodbye to the people? Uh, well, let me see what's up there in today's world right now that's getting a lot of attention. Well, Jeff Besides, Bezos just stepped down. He Jeff, he did. Yeah, I just saw that on Twitter a little bit ago. So, uh, okay, who, who not, that there's gonna be some ripple effects there. Yeah, yeah. Besides that type of news, but you know, other than you know, people uh, getting vaccinated, and you know, hopefully that you know the elderly can really you know find a lot more resources and a lot more places where they can't get that first or second shot to where we can you know start to move on to the next people mm-hmm. you know put them online so we can get closer and closer to get some type of normalcy. So I'm still hopeful. Yeah, it's got a hope. Hope for the best. Um, yeah. I can't wait. Can't wait for my turn to get vaccinated. I'm I'm so here for it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I know they people... can't wait to get back in the arena too. You oh, see man. the deciding team right now. And I tell you, man, it'd be you can't imagine the arena right now. Oh man, I was telling people on the, the live stream that Bucks game would have been amazing to go to him anyway. Get to see Giannis mm. in person, right? Just mm. you know that already. It was eight o'clock on a Saturday night. Are you kidding me? Would have been perfect, and then the game starts and, and it goes the way it went. And when I think we had a, a mellow to Miles lob in that game, and then later yeah. the uh, the Zeller dunk over Giannis. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine how loud that building would have been they after been Zeller dunked on Giannis. I tell you, that's what I got. I got goosebumps thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So soon, soon positive thoughts soon come. Yes, sir. We'll be there. But uh, yeah, I appreciate everyone uh, coming through and checking out the Believe in Hornets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I've been Sam. That's Muggsy. Peace. Mm, mm, mm. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.